Welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. I'm so excited. Ah, you're here. This is awesome. This is the first episode of Nutrition Burnout. And I'm just not going to lie to you. I am the person that likes to get right to the point. So with every episode, I'm going to jump right in. A few things before we start this really crazy, incredible journey together is that I'm a fast talker and I sometimes spin out of control and go off on tangents. So bear with me. I am literally going to talk to you like you are my best friend and we're sitting down and having a founder's beer together because this is what I do. I don't want to talk to you like you're some kind of patient or client. I want to talk to you like you're my best friend because in reality, in my head, you are. So I swear, I make you like yourself. I'm a little quirky at times, and I just want to let you know that I'm super pumped that you're here. So without further ado, the first episode, I really wanted to share my story and connect with you in a way that was a little bit vulnerable. And this was really scary for me because honestly, I was very scared to share this story. But I'm going to tell you about my boudoir photo shoot that I did. Yep, super naked and 30 pounds heavier because this explains perfectly my entire life, how I felt around food, how I felt around my body. And I think you're really, really going to connect with this. So about 10 years ago, before my intuitive eating journey, when I was in the thick of diet culture, right? I had said to myself, I can't do a boudoir photo shoot until I lose some weight. And in clear, classic diet culture words and actions, I pulled out my calorie counting app, right? And went down to a very rigid and unsustainable 1200 calorie diet to get skinny for my wedding. I thought the perfect wedding gift for my husband would be a boudoir photo shoot session, right? Like, yeah, he's going to see me naked and then he's going to be so excited. Yeah. But When I was thinking about doing this, you know, when you go down the Pinterest rabbit hole and you're like, oh, that looks so awesome. She looks great. All the cool shading and black and white photos and the twists and turns these girls are making. And I'm thinking to myself, but he deserves me at my skinniest because I if I couldn't be thin and attractive, then what kind of wife would I be? Like literally these were my thoughts. And if you have them, too, there is no judgment and no shame. This is legit how I felt. So. I lost a couple pounds on that 1200 calorie diet, uh, but it didn't seem to really cure this disgust I had towards my body image. Like every time I looked in the mirror, I thought that I was actually making things worse because I was just focusing on everything that was wrong with me. And I figured I just needed to lose more weight, right? I'm going to be more happier and confident when I lose that weight. This was my thought process back then. So I decided to do this boudoir photo shoot for our one year anniversary. And I'm like, man, it's a year from now and I could drop 10 pounds in a year, right? So anniversary after anniversary passed and I was only gaining more weight, you know, as our time went on because after you know, we were stuck together. I'm like, haha, you can't leave me. Um, so I'm like, no, I can get fat. Um, and I couldn't figure out why I just couldn't stick to dieting. I'm like, man, I used to be an athlete. Like what happened to me? What's going on to my body? Because the thing that nobody really teaches you, and I was a high school and college athlete, 
is that transition from athlete to normal life. Because if you think about it, I was basically working out every single day. And if you played any sports in high school, you understand this to a T that life is just different when you're constantly working out, when you're constantly moving your body, and then all of a sudden you just stop. Not only that, you're at an age where um, now like 25 ages 25 and up, you actually start to lose two to 4% of your metabolism every decade. So I'm just like, man, things are happening to my body. My body's changing. And why doesn't it look like I, I used to look like? So I would always diet like this. And I was berating myself. Like, why can't I stick to this? And then I would go on crazy binges and when a night out or sickness or a vacation or life would hit. I'm like, damn you, willpower. And if I could only stay at home and never go out, live in this awesome little bubble, I could honestly eat perfectly planned out meals and then I would have the perfect body. But we were social people and we liked our friends and our beer. So I did the only thing that I could think of, which was to take control of the situation. And um, how this happened was I actually started multiple eating disorders, right? And this, to be fair, to be fair, if you watch Letterkenny, um, this really stemmed from a lack of self-love, a lack of self-care, a lack of self-awareness. And looking back on it, I can really, really see that now. Um, but my thought process was, I'm gonna do anything to get skinny because that's when I'll be happy and confident. When I hit this certain weight or certain look, then I'll be happy with myself. I was very outcome-based back then and uh, never effort-based. So it was always give me the trophy, give me the trophy, give me first place, uh, let me show you how hard I can work and then you'll love me, right? I always thought that my love was shown or, or could be received in trophies or if I showed you how hard I worked, then I would be valuable to you, then I would be an asset and then you wouldn't leave me and you wouldn't... Um, you know, think of me as somebody who wasn't worth health. Um, and honestly, this is how a lot of my clients feel. When we dig deep, and and this is very, very deep at that core of that onion, when you keep pulling those, those layers of that onion back, you're really going to start to get to the core of things. And this is honestly where a lot of mine were lying. So I started getting praised when I started losing weight. Um, I was like, man, I just went through a really hard time in my life and I'm gonna start a bodybuilding competition. And I really wanted to like prove to myself that I can do hard things again, right? I, I love the competitive lifestyle, but I get very obsessive when I start this. So um, I had always wanted a, a slimmer body, a, a smaller body, but I am not a person that is genetically lean. Uh, my family is is Hispanic and my mom is German and um, they just carry their weight in different places. And that's not a bad thing, but I was fighting a lot against genetics. So little did uh, the praisers know when people were like, oh, Christy, you've lost so much weight. Uh, I was they were actually praising eating disorders, but that was my little secret, right? That was my little secret. And um, I was just like, oh, thanks. I mean, I'm not perfect yet, but you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. Always, always being down on myself, never taking compliments or accepting them because I didn't think that I deserved them. So it was about you know, like six-ish, gosh, yeah, six-ish, almost seven-ish years ago now that I started into my uh, 
like fitness, huge bodybuilding fitness journey. And um, I was about a month away from competition and I was starting to really lean out and see my muscles coming through like I never had before. And I'm like, yes, this is it. This is what I always wanted. And my perfectly prepped and timed meals kept me lean. And my commitment to this really extreme show prepped kept me out of the bars and in bed early for my three-a-day training sessions. And my excuse for not having a drink was finally valid, right? Because, oh no, I'm training for a a bodybuilding competition. I can't. And I felt this power and like kind of, I don't know, this obsession, this, this good, it seemed good obsession at the time, um, within this, this restricted lifestyle that I was creating for myself. And I was feeling confident about my outer shell for the first time in forever. I had never, ever liked my body. But now that people were praising me for it, I was like, okay, now I'm allowed to like my body. So I got a referral from a friend that led me to a photographer, uh, Candace Lamoran. She's awesome uh, in the Michigan area. But I figured my body was finally now ready for that photo shoot, for that boudoir photo shoot, right? It it was only like... (laughs) I don't know, like five, six years later that this happened. But now I was like, yes, now I deserve to be seen Um, because my body could finally be good enough and cellulite free the week before my show. Right. Like I'm like, yes, I the week before my show that's called prep week um, and prep week during a bodybuilding show is like you are dehydrated, malnourished and uh, you look very gaunt and sickly. Um, so I scheduled my boudoir photo shoot a week out from my bodybuilding competition and a week before my competition, that peak week, it is deemed the most strenuous and tiresome week in the entire sport of bodybuilding. And like I said, I was gaunt, I was extremely fatigued and I looked very sick from being underfed and overworked. Um, I was dehydrated and drying out, which is what they tell you to do. Um, It literally aged me 10 years. I had people be like, whoa, Christy, like you look older. And with this ever so lovely, like dark circles under my eyes, because my body was just completely malnourished. Um, At this point, I had lost my period uh, because I was just so lean. Um, And I looked haggard and... I, I literally looked like a squid was suction cupped to a rock. Like my eyeballs were like out of my sockets. It was so crazy. And I didn't feel sexy at all. This literally, I was so tired. I was so run down. I was so underfed. I was so underworked by peak week. And sexy was the last thing on my mind. So your period, your when you menstruate, that is your fifth vital sign. When you stop menstruating, um, and this is where I ooh, have a big, big issue with this when doctors are like, oh, if you're extremely lean or you play sports and they just put you on birth control, um, I would definitely go deeper uh, with a nutritionist, with somebody that knows a little bit more about this, because a lot of that is stemming from uh, your one of your vital body organs shutting down. And when that happens, it means that it's shutting down because um, other parts of your body, like your brain, your lungs and uh, blood flow need to be serviced at this time. They need more help because they're not getting enough nutrients. So um, this was the least sexiest thing I had ever felt in my entire life. And I literally felt like Kelly Kapoor on The Office when she's like taking that tapeworm and drinking the cayenne honey lemon. And she goes, 
I'm going to look amazing. That's all I can think of. So I was eating minimal calories and working out close to five hours a day, like hardcore working out. Step mill for 45 minutes, uh, cardio session in the morning, and then a weight training session um, in the middle of the day. And I had no life. I was so lean that my body couldn't produce enough hormones or proteins to keep my body adequately fueled. And like I said, it shut down my other systems. So I was losing my hair. Uh, my teeth were not great. Um, I was cold all the time. Uh, it was very awkward. Um, so honestly, this, this very sickly nature also led to very low sex drive and zero desire to feel sexy. So this was all part of the process and where I took a wrong turn in this sport. It wasn't really bodybuilding that made me this way. It was the mindset I had after my show that killed me because you cannot keep a stage lean body. It's just uh, people that post, you know, body goals and then they um, pin a Pinterest picture of somebody on stage. That is one of the worst perfectionist expectations you could ever think um, because those people are not real. They literally are malnourished and dehydrated. Um, but I used to do that. I used to pin those people on my body goals boards. And, um, pin, you know, even bodybuilding coaches are going to tell you that this look is totally unsustainable. This onstage look is totally not healthy for long-term lifestyle. And my body was just trying to survive at this point. It didn't care about a photo shoot. So a day before my scheduled photo shoot session, I called and canceled with my photographer and moved the boudoir photo shoot like two weeks after my show when I thought my body would feel rejuvenated and beautiful again, right? So that two-week mark came up and it came up quick. And I kept getting more and more frustrated as my expectations to keep this uh, depleted body got stronger and further away from my goal. So I binged on all the foods after my show because I didn't have a plan anymore. I didn't have that, oh no, but I'm on a bodybuilding show. I have to, you know, I have to stay lean. I have to stay on my meal plan. And I couldn't have like all these foods during my prep. So I just immediately went to them. It got to the point to where oatmeal was a treat for me. Like having oatmeal and protein powder was like, oh my God, this is, it was like putting me in a candy shop. And I felt this really intense layer of guilt and shame being padded onto my thighs. And my rescheduled photo shoot came up. And I was so embarrassed at this point that my body had gained a very necessary seven pounds. And uh, then the body dysmorphia set in when my skinny clothes started to fill out and with my healthy body again. And I emailed her and canceled it altogether. And even though I was about 25 pounds leaner than my previous attempt three years prior, my body still wasn't perfect enough. So I set out on this mission to get back to a just stepped off stage lean body. Uh, maybe like a couple pounds heavier than my stage weight, but definitely not anywhere near the seven pounds that I had gained. And I don't know if you can seriously even feel this eye roll that I'm super laying on this microphone right now. But like I said, genetically, my blueprint is not lean. So I am not meant to stay lean. I am meant to hold fat around my thighs, around my butt, and around my stomach and arms. But I didn't listen to that. Instead, I brought back the eating disorders and persisted in the resistance of health at all costs. Because to me, skinny meant healthy. To me, I seriously thought I was doing the healthy thing by looking skinny. To me, it was 
the fact that I looked lean meant that I was healthy. And the pursuit of the perfect body and one dimple of cellulite would throw this venture off totally into not good enough land. So I was chasing the look of health rather than actual health itself. And this is what many, many people do. So as the years went on, let's fast forward six years through two pregnancies, a hip replacement, some serious issues around my mental and physical health and my body and mind, and finally uh, had enough with this militant macro counting, excessive workouts and mental space being taken up by moralizing foods and specific body parts as good or bad. I literally could not keep this vicious cycle up of constantly thinking about food, binging on the weekends and restricting on the weekdays any longer. I was done. I was done. And I got to this extremely low point. And this is a point to where I feel like all of my clients eventually get to. And then they're like, Christy, I just need you. When the fear of staying the same trumps your fear of changing is when the transformation will actually happen. So I found a coach in the food freedom world, exactly what I do now, in hopes that my body dysmorphia image would, you know, all that would heal. Um, and I knew I needed help, but I never realized that the mental journey it would take me on would be so fucking hard. I never knew that like being in a bigger body would have so much impact on my mental health. And when I say bigger body, I am, I still have thin privilege right now. Um, I am somebody who I, I believe is very average body size. So I am not stigmatized for my body. Um, but when you gain 30 pounds, regardless of where you are, it's still a big shocker. So it's funny. I always thought that intuitive eating, like when I was in the bodybuilding world, I thought it meant giving up on yourself. But really, when I dove into this, it was the exact opposite. It turns out that giving up control actually means gaining control. And that's where I found this freedom. So here is where the magic happened. So enter seven years later when I'm about 30 pounds up from my breakdown weight, from my absolute leanest and knee deep into this world of intuitive eating and body acceptance. And I was still feeling extremely insecure about my body and knew that I needed something totally outside of my realm to help me step into the light and accept this bigger body of mine. And as I was scrolling through my emails one day, I came across this thread with, with Candace, with that photographer. And I remembered that really lonely deposit that was waiting for me to take advantage of because I had paid half like five years prior. And I called her and she accepted that deposit that I made like four, four years prior to that. And we scheduled a date for my boudoir photo shoot 30 pounds up. And if I could be completely honest with you, I thought about canceling again. I was in the thick of my journey and in the middle of this is by far one of the hardest parts because it's like you're straddling this fence between the old you and the new you and you get stuck in this uncomfortable middle sometimes. So it was D-Day. Uh, I was nervous as shit and extremely rigid and flexible when I got there. So you're trying to be all sexy and you're like, uh, uh. It was so awkward. So luckily I really hit the jackpot with Candace because she was really encouraging me uh, with her smile and her power, her ability to make me feel like there was nothing wrong with my body. So I started breathing easier as my clothes dropped to the floor and I 
oddly enough, started opening up and getting more and more confident in my poses. And it got easier and suddenly I just kind of felt loose and I felt free and worthy to finally be in this sexy, bigger body. And this was what I needed to like really finally break free as this last part of lingerie like slinked down through my dimply thigh and hit the floor. You guys, I felt awake. Like I felt alive. And like my life had more meaning than the size of my hips. And I was liberated from my body shaming prison and never realized like I held my own key to food freedom and body image all along. And as we were wrapping up, she started asking me about touch-ups and redos. And I'm like, leave it all. I, I really said this super confidently to her. I was like, leave it all. And I told her to leave in the scars from my surgeries and leave in the cellulite. Um, she literally smiled with relief and, and let me be me in my truest form. I have never experienced such a euphoric moment within myself before. I felt so liberated. I felt accepted and more confident than I ever did in my leaner body because that confidence and acceptance came from myself. So I bet you're wondering how my husband took all this, right? Like he sees this wife super lean and oh my God, what happened? You gained 30 pounds. But the look on his face said it all. So I would be lying to you if I didn't feel a little scared, insecure, anxious when uh, my husband opened up the email with the proofs and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I'm like, what if he thinks I'm too fat? What if he doesn't like that pose because of the extra fat on my back? Or what if he makes fun of me? Or what if he doesn't find me attractive anymore? What if he wants a divorce? What if he, you know, finds somebody else that's leaner and used to look like me? But I knew that this was one of those turning point moments. Like I saw in the movies, right? Like I just pictured myself in a movie. And this was that breakthrough, like patiently waiting behind my fearful heart. And I knew I had to take this plunge so I could break the ceiling of uncomfortability. And the thoughts in my head kind of just said it all. So my reaction when I saw the first picture was actually not a good one. I am a lot bigger than I thought I was. And that little insecurity monster voice in my head was pretty loud. It was kind of a shock at first, but as I started to really kind of flip through the proofs, I saw something I really never saw in myself before. I saw this like genuinely authentic smile, like these sultry lips and confidence that really just couldn't escape the photos. So I started warming up to seeing myself in a bigger body and I liked it. I liked it because I saw the freedom to be who I was and it helped me remember the life that I absolutely hated when I had that leaner body. The life I thought would bring me happiness and confidence was actually more stress to keep that body that was unrealistic for me. And I saw my self-made confidence, not this pursuit of validation from others. I saw this beauty in its truest form because that's what I chose to see. I definitely at first saw the cellulite and all the things that I didn't want to see, but I saw a healthy body that worked out for energy and was fed consistently. And my mouth spread into the biggest smile when I came across one of my favorite pictures. And I have this up on my blog post on my website. So I put the link below so you can take a look at it if you wanna see it. But I saw nothing but my true self in this picture. And this picture, I was just smiling. I was literally laughing, my eyes are closed. It's actually my Instagram picture. And this is me. 
This is wholeheartedly me. If you want to know who I am, look at this picture. That is Christy Brown, intuitively strong, balanced as fuck. And I wish I could show you so many more, but these are really for me and my hubby. So I have a few I put up every now and then. Um, but this wasn't just a gift to him. It was a gift to myself. It was a gift to my flaws for hating them all these years instead of giving them that love and attention that they really, truly and honestly needed. So this was that turning point for my body, my body shame and my abrupt eviction of believing my self-destructive insecurities. It was liberating being free to walk, sit, twist, and bend in a way that was natural for me as opposed to my fake side-posed Instagram pictures that always left me feeling empty inside because I knew the lies that sat behind this like sucked-in stomach, arched back, and painful smile with an Instagram filter. So to see my husband's face light up when he saw those curves, that bigger shape, and all of me on display meant the world to me. It was like watching the groom's face at a wedding instead of the bride when she walked down the aisle. And there are only a few people I now take criticisms from and truly care about what they think of me. And he's one of them. But he only made up about 30% of my value in this because at that moment, right there, I knew no other stranger's opinion, no other comment on Instagram, and no other voice in my head could ever tell me I wasn't enough because at that point, I believed I was enough. My friends, this journey takes time. This isn't going to happen overnight or just by listening to this podcast. It is about consistent effort towards challenging those old thoughts. And that is all I have for you today, my friends. I have actually so much more. I could talk about this for forever, but... I know your time is valuable. So your first step right now is to click the link below and download your free Am I Binge Eating Worksheet. This is going to help you decipher between is this binge eating or is this emotional eating and what to do after that. And then by signing up for that, you also get my weekly emails. So that's going to give you weekly focus, weekly motivation to stop binge eating and tactics and tools that I give my clients. And then when you're ready for the next step, Join my Eat to the Beat monthly masterclass where we have live masterclasses with a new topic each month, a killer baller community that is full of supportive people just like you. And you also get uh, monthly office hours with me so you can come talk to me on a personal level, share your story, your struggles, your breakthroughs. And also we have a monthly hot seat where you can ask any questions and I will give you one-on-one So, all right, my friends, you have the best day ever and stay courageous and stay nourished. Intuitively strong, 